No my hi Mikey, then a hotaka welcome to the panel on RNZ National Wallace Chapman here. Today, Sue Gray, lawyer and co-leader of the Outdoors and Freedom Party, is in custody after a judge removed her court her from court for contempt this morning. We discuss that after four. New GDP data set to be announced on Thursday. What you need to know looking ahead to 2023. The latest immigration changes have been welcomed to many industries struggling to find enough workers locally. And that also means bus drivers. We talk about that today on the panel. Also, the man who composed this music has died. What is the TV series? And were you a fan? Text me, 2101. Also today, it's been one of the biggest series out, talking to TV as well, Harry and Meghan's Netflix series. But here's the thing. We rang around a number of TV reviewers in New Zealand, one of the biggest, most watched series on earth. No one's seen it. No one's seen it. So I want you to be the reviewer. If you have seen this uh, Harry and Meghan Netflix series so far, even an episode, I want you to be the reviewer. Text me 2101 or email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Today on the program, Victoria McLennan, technology entrepreneur and champion, including being chair of Digital Future Aotearoa, amongst many other things. Victoria, kia ora, welcome to the panel. Kia ora, Wallace. Thanks for having me back. And James Elliott, consultant and columnist at newsroom.co.nz, lawyer at Poland Hudson. James, welcome to you too. Thank you very much, Wallace. Thanks for taking me back to 1992 with the theme tune. Let's talk about that <laughs> later. How about that? What was it? Uh, I'd like to know if many people actually got it. Oh, and by the way, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has uh, labelled act leader, called act leader David Seymour an arrogant prick. <laughs> Good honour. Well, let's just go there later. Uh, as she took her seat in Parliament, uh, the mic picked it up. Uh, could there be a better choice of words than an arrogant prick? I ask you. Anyway, uh, to this, the Black Ferns sporting the Rugby World Cup gold medals they won a month ago have been celebrated at a gathering on Parliament's lawn. Several thousand turned out the latest celebration since the team defended their title last month with a thrilling 34-31 win over England that has sold out Eden Park. Fans across the country had the opportunity to meet their heroes during the Black Ferns. Thank you, Aotearoa Tour. Zoe George, Senior Sports Journalist at Stuff. Kia ora, Zoe. Hello. Oh, every time anyone talks about the Black Ferns in the World Cup, I get tingles, you know. Um, and, but... and that's what it was today as well, seeing... So many people of various ages and ranges, and you know the young at heart, and the young, and the flags, and the poi, and oh, it was magnificent! Mm. It was really wonderful. The cynic amongst us might ask: the final was a month ago, sorry, mm. too little, too late. Um, I mean, I kind of agreed with no, but controversial here. But I agreed with no parade. I think gatherings like they've been, yeah, I did. I think gatherings like we've been having is just perfect, and it also encapsulates the vibe of of women. Rugby, we are inclusive, we bring people together, and so today was part of that. Um, and you know, also they needed a bit of a rest after winning the Rugby World Cup, to be quite honest. They've been on holiday for a couple of weeks as well, and some of them are still on holiday uh, before they go back into.
into either Super Rugby OPEC or back into the Sevens, Blackfern Sevens. So, you know, yep, I, I have no problems with it. And, you know, to see the thousands of people there, to start with when I first arrived about an hour before it was due to mm. kick off, there was maybe, I don't know, 100 people on the grass. And then all of a sudden there was just this swell of school kids and parents and aunties and, you know, <laughs> rugby players. And it was, it was so magnificent to see. It was so, so wonderful. So clearly, Victoria, people are still carrying uh, the, the, the spirit of the World Cup, aren't they? The people, in a sense, don't want this moment to pass. It's been one of the highlights, Victoria, of uh, this year. Yeah, definitely. People just love it, this um, discovery of women's rugby. I don't think I'll ever watch men's rugby again. I think women's rugby absolutely <laughs> rocks. It's easier to watch. It's more fun. It's lively. And people have really embraced it. And unfortunately, I couldn't get down to Parliament today, but I was watching on some of the streams on social media, and, oh, there were so many people there. It's a really hot, hot day in Wellington. And people, we're a little bit scared of the sun here, but people still came out. So it's like 25 degrees out there. What is this thing in the sky? All right, um, James. Look, best game of rugby I've seen in such a long time. So many great things about the final, but not only the final, the semi-final as well. Great to see those crowds earlier today. I saw some of that on social media feed. It's just fantastic. And if you want a stocking filler for someone for Christmas, get Ruby Tui's book. Mm. 100%. It's a brilliant book. It's magnificent. The thing about the final, though, um, as well, was that I I ended up sitting with a whole bunch of women who were involved with rugby from way back when, and we've all had our roles to play in getting women's rugby to where it was. And before the first kickoff of the final, we sat there, and there were lots of tears because regardless of what had happened on that field that day and that score, we had won. We were Mm. there. And it's like, now, how can we continue the momentum? So turn up to things like this. There's still a few more gatherings to go. Uh, they're going to be in Auckland on the weekend. Sign up um, to you know, click on a story. Sign up to watch Super Rugby Picky. Some of the games are going to be in Levin. So come on, Levin. Get out and it's, support it. In fact, that, that's, that's the story as well, isn't it, Zoe? That, um, look, as you say, let's forget about that parade, but they're going to, for example, uh, Ruatoki on Wednesday. Uh, Fakatane there, Omayo, uh, an event at uh, Otafari Marae, Gisborne, and then you've got Auckland with a meet and greet at World School 7. So it's bringing everyone along for the ride, it seems, 100%. in their own way. And, and women's rugby is for everyone. Mm. Come join us. Um, you know, we've been around for a little while, but come join us. We will welcome you. You belong with us. Nice one. Now, by the way, um, look, head coach Wayne Smith, uh, mm. Zoe, he spoke. What did he have to say? Oh, he was so funny. He said that the team is vibrant, exciting, noisy, committed, joyous. And did he mention noisy? Uh, he kept them, uh, they kept him on his toes and it was just magnificent. And it was a totally different feel to what it's like coaching men. I actually asked him afterwards uh, whether he, who he thought would be the, the next Black Ferns coach. I also talked to um, Henry as well because he was there and he, I said to him Graham Henry, I said, oh will you be, have you put your hand up? And he goes, Zoe, I'm old and nearly dead so no. Um, <laughs> but we'll know the new coach in, in the next sort of couple of weeks after Christmas I imagine. They've got a little bit of time, they're still putting the schedule together. This For now they've just got one game scheduled for next year which I'm sorry is not good enough after the Rugby World Cup. Uh, so there's more to come and then there are bigger issues as well like the gender pay gap um, that we're still going to be continuing to talk about. So, 
you know, and fantastic that they actually got a bonus after the Rugby World Cup. Good on the sponsors for stepping up and going, yeah, actually the women yes. deserve this. So there's a lot more work to do, but I get it. Let's celebrate a little bit now. I totally get it, but there's a whole lot of mahi still to do around this. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot to be done, isn't there? But could this just be a good starting point, I think? So the numbers would for the Games and what we've seen since, including today, are just mm-hmm. huge. So that must lead to some sort of momentum. Does Wayne Smith get a knighthood? I'm not sure. Sir, well, Sir Wayne Smith? Well, Sir we'll Wayne see. Smith? It should we'll be see. Trish, his wife, who gets the damehood because she was the one who convinced him to take the job. Ah, she sat him down. Ah. Um, and I was also going to mention it was a really historic week last week for New Zealand rugby last Wednesday. It's been 130 years since New Zealand rugby have been in existence, and it's taken oh, them wow. 130 years to appoint a woman as the board chair. And Yay! Isn't, <laughs> isn't it fantastic that it's Dame Pixie as well? Yay! <laughs> so they may actually be able to hit their forty percent board gender quota by uh, t- you know by April. I mean they've already been penalised two hundred eighty thousand. If they don't hit it again uh, by April, it will be about six hundred thousand. But I think there'll be a few kind of shoulder tappings going on and going, hey, please stand for the board. There's a big review happening into governance. But, you know, it's good to see more women in these spaces. Wonderful. So just finally, you were there when the crowd sang along to Poirier for Ruby Tui's birthday? Oh, it was so beautiful. There were various uh, iterations of happy birthday, most of them not in tune, but it was sung with enthusiasm, so that's great. <laughs> and Poyer was just beautiful. So many Poyer being swung uh, in the crowd and by the Black Ferns, and that was just something so beautiful as well, being at Eden Park, tapping into that cultural touchstone. It was just magnificent, and hopefully we can continue to you know, build on that and make that part of our story. Good on you, Zoe. Kia ora. Thanks for being with us today. I really appreciate it. That's Zoe George, Senior Sports Journalist at uh, Stuff There. A big response regarding actually quite a few things. Many people have seen Harry and Meghan's uh, Netflix series, so it looks like we will get to it. We rang around every reviewer <laughs> in Aotearoa. No one had seen it, the, the world's biggest series, uh, but we do have our own listeners who are watching it. We'll get, come to that. Big response regarding... Um, Prime Minister being recorded calling David Seymour an arrogant prick. Um, Jacinda proves she's the classic good Kiwi. Sh- uh, love it. Although Wallace careful of double, double standards here. Good on her. Uh, if a male Prime Minister was heard saying arrogant and used that word, uh, would we be so accepting? Uh, traffic update here. Now, um, a traffic uh, was blocking the middle lane northbound on State Highway 1 just before Victoria Park Tunnel. Uh, but that has just cleared now. So the crash is now clear of lanes. And also roadworks uh, on State Highway 1, Walkworth to Wellsford, closed tonight. They'll be closed again tonight from 8pm to 5am. Plan ahead for a detour via State Highway 16. Time for I've Been Thinking. Victoria McLennan, take it away. Well, I've been thinking about loneliness, Wallace, because this is a really difficult time of year for many people after what we've essentially had three really challenging years with COVID. And there's been some recent research out of the US that shows an increased prevalence of loneliness due to the isolations of COVID-19 and subsequent changes to the way that we work. So people who are gainfully employed feeling lonely. And this increase has affected all age groups and all genders. And so it's not just the elderly who are lonely today, which which is something that springs to mind. So I just thought I'd take this opportunity to say to the listeners, we're coming up to the Christmas period, and here's a call out to everyone who's listening to this to just think about who in your family, in your whanau, in your neighbourhood, 
um, your colleagues who you haven't reached out to for a while and maybe send them an instant message or a Christmas card or give them a call or send them a text, whatever's appropriate. But building those bridges and reaching out to people so we can maybe make a few people who might be feeling a bit lonely at this time of year feel a little bit more included in everything that's going on. Wonderful reminder, Victoria, particularly uh, at this time, any time, but especially around Christmas time. So, Kia ora, we might even come back uh, to that uh, another panel session. Thank you. Victoria McLennan there. All right, James Elliott, I've been thinking. I've been thinking. This has a a context for me because I've just done a a course to train to teach English as a foreign language. So my question is, if if you've got an opportunity to learn a language other than English or Tereo, then what would that what would that other language be? My wife said she's very keen to look at um, learning sign language. She's got a hearing issue, and so she's quite drawn to the well, idea of sign language. Well, I know what it would language. be for me. Um, it would be Fijian for me. Fijian, because? Because Dad was Fijian. Oh, okay. And uh, he spoke, you know, he, that was his first language. Yes. And I used to be amazed uh, listening to Dad talk to my nana on the phone because it's such on the it's such a fast and seemingly impenetrable language. <laughs> I tried and I failed when I was a teen. I'd love to go back to that one day. Okay, I was going to ask you if you tried. Yeah, so you found it impenetrable. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Uh, what about you, Victoria? Well, I um, suffered from quite a bit of abuse earlier this year for my use of te reo Māori in um, written communications mm. and, and newsletters and things after I took over a role that I'm in. And through that process of, of communicating with people about that, I pledged to learn New Zealand Sign Language so that I've learnt our two official languages. My, my te reo is very basic and my sign language is very rudimental <laughs> at the moment, but that's the journey I'm on at the moment. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I learnt, um, I learnt just a good morning for doing a language class. Um, so we just covered the signing of good morning just as a means of saying hello to class um, with people from all sorts of different sort of language backgrounds. Yeah. You, what, what's the background of this? There's a background of this. You are learning, you're undergoing retraining. Yes, I did the course. It's called the CELTA course, Certificate English Language Teaching. It's a four-weeks intensive course. Uh, and I hope to be doing some teaching of English, um, some capacity to non-native speakers starting early next year. Why doing it? Why, why do you do it? It's just been in my head for a while. Uh, I'm very much a language person. I did, lots, I did French, Latin when I was at school, and very much English language, part of being a lawyer, part of doing comedy and writing, quite attuned to the language. So adding that layer on of, of teaching. Uh, Amazing. The course is really intensive. You're teaching from day two. You're in charge of a 40-minute lesson or a 60-minute lesson with the volunteer students. So it's very intense and intensive and a real, a very humbling, a very really? humbling journey over four weeks, I can tell you. Good yeah. on you. The panel.